Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Brathman. Let's dive in. Hello. I hope you're having a good week so far. So I know last week I alluded to us talking a little bit more about gentle nutrition this week, but I don't know exactly what pieces of gentle nutrition that you guys want to hear. And I know from conversations with with a lot of you and also past conversations, the amount of times I heard when I was working clinically as a dietitian, some version of, I know what to eat, I just don't do it. And most people have heard the basics of nutrition before. And yes, there are things sometimes that people don't know about nutrition, but like a lot of the basics of information for gentle nutrition, most people already know. Now, some people don't, but so many people, especially if they have been involved in dieting for a long time, have been told a wide mix of information, but know the basics that it's fruits and vegetables are good, whole grains have more fiber, that's good for you, and the benefits of protein and some of the foods that may make you feel less good and how some of those foods can affect you physically. A lot of people have already heard that information before and a lot more of the barriers actually come from unlearning a lot of those helpful messages, which I suppose could do a future episode on some of the misconceptions that we get from diet culture about different foods, because that is a very big thing. But what I really want to talk about today, but before I say that, if you do have anything that you want to learn, whether it's gentle nutrition approach for a specific condition, I can provide some of those resources in the show notes of and do an episode about that. By resources, I mean insert like the research around it as well in case you want to look at that part yourself, but then also do an episode about it. Just let me know and I can do that. If you don't know how to let me know, go to the show notes, go to my website, you can send me an email and get in touch with me. Anyway, what I actually want to talk about today is belonging because as humans in general, we have a strong desire to belong because a lot of times we live in a developed country, modern life, we can really not belong to a community and be okay. Meaning we can have food just delivered to our door and without really interacting with the person, we can just like stay home or like work on the computer. It doesn't require community in the same way that it did hundreds, thousands of years ago, where being a part of a community was how we survived and really had those roles, whether the community was a larger family or whether it was, you know, being in a town in a village and everybody having specific roles that all were important to helping everyone thrive. And that sense of belonging was important. It still is important to us as people. We want to feel like we belong. But then, like if you're kicked out of the village, then you have to like go make it on your own in the woods. And that type of stuff is just ingrained in our mind where being alone can feel more dangerous. Like being separated from the group can feel more dangerous. Hence why so many of us, myself included at different times, and I've worked through some of this, are have a fear of other people judging us, have a fear of other people rejecting us, and have that instinctive part where we want to fit in, we want to belong, and it's scary doing the opposite, which can make it difficult to follow intuitive eating. Because unless you have other people around you who are also following intuitive eating, 
is there can be a lot of fear of people judging food choices, judging the way that they're eating, judging their acceptance of their body, judging that they're not pursuing health in the way that the other person expects them to be pursuing health. And there can be a strong sense of belonging in a group of people who are doing the same thing. So when you join a group for weight loss or when a bunch of people go on a diet together or when everyone, you know, in the office is doing like a weight loss challenge together. Like there's that sense of belonging in that of like, we're all going through the same struggles. We're all experiencing the same things and we can bond over our struggle with food and our struggle with weight, the pursuit of weight loss and eating healthy. I've heard from people that when they are moving away from working towards dieting, and working to accept their body and work on loving their body more and taking better care of their body in a way that looks different than pursuing weight loss, it can be more challenging because there's other people in their life who are concerned for their health, who are concerned that they're not limiting certain foods, that they're doing the unhealthy thing, that they are not pursuing health in the way they're expected to pursue health, meaning exercising, trying to lose weight, and dieting. And that can feel very scary to do because it can feel like the person is rejecting us. It can feel like the person is rejecting who we are. And we make that mean that we are being rejected versus they may just not like some of the decisions and things that we're doing, which that can be to be very two separate things. Like person can reject the idea of intuitive eating because it goes against everything they were taught and they've experienced with food because they've only only ever experienced dieting and watching what they're eating without rejecting you. Because their rejection of the idea of intuitive eating is more so to do with their perception of how the world is supposed to work and it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with that person who is experiencing what they would feel like rejection to them, which doesn't mean it's not valid that you feel rejected because we're all humans and we would experience it that way if we view it that way. It's more so looking at like when we can settle in at that point and be like, they're just reacting this way because this is how their view in the world is supposed to work, that we're supposed to pursue weight loss and dieting because it's told by experts that it's the right thing to do. And even if Like we know deep down, if you can like feel it in your body that you can't continue dieting because of the mental stress it's putting you on and you seeing the pattern of it not working for you and that it leads to you restricting and then overeating and this cycle that you just feel stuck in and you can feel that glimmer of possibility that intuitive eating could work for you. Even with that knowing, it can be hard to follow our intuition that it is correct for us, especially when we are worried about belonging, when we haven't acknowledged the part of us that is hoping the way we're behaving or the things that we're doing will create the feeling of belonging for us when that's not what creates the feeling of belonging for us. Because if you've ever experienced, you know, being in a crowd of people, and feeling like you don't belong. Well, it's not being around people that makes you feel like you belong. It's how you're perceiving that group and how you're perceiving your experience of that group that creates you feeling belonging. It's how you think. It's how your mindset is. And if we're putting the stakes on the way we've done things before to create that feeling of belonging, it's much harder to try to do something new. 
And this is still a newer way of doing things. Like, even though there are communities of people out there, and a lot of that connection is through more of online spaces, but even though it's starting to be more talked about, starting to be more popular, intuitive eating is still the more abnormal way of doing things. And while I hope one day to just see it be the natural way that we all eat, that we all just like trust our body and that we don't have this complicated relationship with food and that everything truly is as simple as it really can be, which is just food is neutral, eat foods that make me feel good, eat foods that satisfy my taste and just like let it be easy right now. That is still the weird way to do things and most people don't trust that it'll actually work because we're taught we have to be so strict and that we will overeat and that we will do all these terrible things if we're not watching ourselves with food and we're just going to eat all the terrible foods, ruin our health. And that's not how it happens. And this is where we have to start learning to listen to ourselves more and trusting what we know. Because a lot of times we can pretend that we don't know something that we do know. So we can just like shove down that we know that this is the way that we want to do things. And we'll just shove that aside to try to do it the way that we think we should be doing it. And then we just shove it away, do it the way we think we should be, and then feel kind of miserable. And When we trust ourselves so much more and actually listen to ourselves, it truly impacts so many different areas of our life. Like we're not trying to pretend and wasting all this energy, like pretending not to know what we know. It's just such a drain mentally and physically on our energy levels. And this is where an important part of this journey is really learning to trust ourselves and really learning how to validate ourselves. Because... It's like when I say internal validation versus external validation, what I mean by that is like an external validation is like when you get a gold star, when you got an A plus in the paper and then you see like, oh, I did a good job. Like they are saying I got a good grade. Like they're saying I did good or someone else giving you a compliment or your boss saying you're doing a great job at work or our family saying thank you for doing the dishes or seeing your weight on a scale and seeing it gone down. Or looking at that calorie tracking or macro tracking app and seeing that you stayed within your calories. All of those things are a form of external validation. It is something outside of you that makes you feel validated. And one of the things I like to say is that anytime we are waiting for that external validation, we are just waiting for permission to feel the way we want to feel. Because ask yourself, like when you get the thank you, when you get the compliment, when you see the validation of the number on the scale, like when that, what were you hoping to feel? It could be acknowledgement, gratitude, love, joy, whatever the feeling was that you're hoping for by getting that thing is something that we can experience now because really it's a lot easier. Like we're taught to get those from those external ways because I mean, we're taught from a young age to kind of seek that validation with like getting the gold star, getting those different things versus really being taught to view our own opinion as important and seeing our opinion as the one that provides more validation. But the problem with always seeking that external validation is it can be this constant roller coaster of like, waiting for we to get the praise, feeling really good because we got the praise that we wanted and the validation that we wanted. And then you're like dependent on like, when is that going to happen again for me to then be able to feel good? And it can be this constant like chasing validation versus if we learn the internal validation, which is just providing it to ourselves 
then we don't have to chase it because we can always decide to provide it to ourselves. And it becomes this much more steady thing that we are able to do versus that constant like chasing after more and more. Because when we're dependent on other people or other things to do it, it's a lot more challenging to get it consistently. So let me give you a different example that is kind of really when I was working on this internal and external validation for myself. Because this work I started before I actually, I was kind of right at the beginning of when I was learning intuitive eating for myself. And at the time I was writing some content for clients. And at that time, I remember just like sending, anytime I was about to send out an article and like after I hit that send button, which I always procrastinate because I was like worried that they wouldn't like it and always overanalyzing it. And then I would send it out and be like, oh, they're going to hate it. They're probably going to fire me. They won't want to work with me and tell myself all these terrible things. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, that was really good. And like not even ask for any edits. And I'd be like, oh, okay, they liked it. And then I would like do the same cycle for the next time I was writing something. And once I realized and learned that it's because them saying it was good was external validation, but like me needing it every single time, needing that validation, because when I was working through it in working on the article, I would be judging it, worrying that they weren't going to like it and that I wouldn't get that validation that they wouldn't get. At the time I wasn't calling it validation, but I was like, oh, they're not going to like it and they're not going to like my writing. And then like, they're not going to like me was how my brain took it. From there, I what I worked towards was just producing work that I was proud of and focusing on that and being like, okay, do I like this? Do I like how it sounds? Do I like the quality of it? And making sure that that was my priority, that I just always decided my priority was just making sure that I really liked it. And then I cut out so much drama of that work time because I wasn't in this constant, like, what are they going to think about it? Because what I started to value was what I thought of it. And that's when you switch into internal validation. And that applies to all areas of intuitive eating, but also all areas of life too. And that didn't just happen overnight. It took me weeks to months of really practicing to change over my habit of going to, of reminding myself, like, I'm doing work that I like, that I think is good, and valuing that for me to actually, for my brain to not just start going to immediately, like, wondering what they were going to think of it. And one of those gaps that can leave us feeling like we're not belonging is when we are valuing the external validation over our internal validation, because when we're not being true to ourselves, that can impact how we're feeling. Because a lot of times what people want is to be accepted for who they are. And if we're not being honest about who we are, then in putting out a face to try to fit in with what we think other people want us to be like is like we're not accepting ourselves and what's true for us. And that can be the real barrier to us feeling like belonging and accepting is because we're not accepting ourselves. Because when we can't hide that from ourselves, we can think about other people, but we never truly know what other people are thinking about us. Like, yeah, they can tell us, but like people can be dishonest and we don't really know. And the truest way to feel accepted is really by accepting ourselves. Because when we start doing that, we don't worry quite as much about other people accepting us. Because we already have the acceptance that we're craving. And yes, it's nice to get that from friends too and to have those relationships. But when we are being fully honest in all areas, it's a lot easier to feel that acceptance because we can create it for ourselves then by accepting ourselves. So when it comes to us trying to seek belonging 
through how we approach food is just being aware of how our mindset and our brain is influencing it and why it's not necessarily as simple when it comes to food as just the way we're eating and how all the different ways it has become more complicated for us because of the culture that exists around dieting and weight loss. And when we understand those different areas, it makes us so much easier for us to see that our different barriers and to see and understand why we're being impacted. So that way, it's not just like, I can't understand why I'm not getting this because we have to understand all the different layers of what is interfering with us getting it in the way that we want to get it. All right, that's what I have for you today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Have a good week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Better Than Healthy podcast. If you want to learn to trust yourself around foods, you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body. I want to invite you to join my coaching program. Come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more.